Replenish me. When I say that, what comes up for you? And when's the last time that you've done that? And where do you feel that in your body? Well, this is my invitation to you to explore the four steps of my Replenish Me program where women learn how to release, restructure, refresh, and rebirth. Showing up in the world being true to yourself. Only choosing words that honor your values and only allowing behaviors and people in your life who do the same. Connect with me by reaching out at bit.ly forward slash replenish with love and explore replenish me. And now for tonight's show. Hello and welcome to the Free to Be show. I'm so excited to introduce you once again to Robin Rose Bennett. And as you know from a previous episode where I've had her on, she's the author of Healing Magic, a Green Witch Guidebook to Conscious Living. And she's also the author of The Gift of Healing Herbs, Plant Medicines and Home Remedies for a Vibrantly Healthy Life. And I wanted to just have her on all to myself so that we could learn more about how plant medicines and connecting with nature can really enhance our lives on more levels than are so obvious to us today. So welcome to the show again. Thank you. It's good to be here with you. My pleasure. So share, share with me what comes up for you first and foremost when I say uh, connecting with plant medicines, um, like the importance to us right now in this time that we're going through with the COVID-19. Okay, and you know, and even before we were going through COVID-19 and after we're going to be, that's gonna have passed and the next great challenge will come along. You know, we've been in a time of such escalating challenge, right? Um, and such a call to awakening from the planet so that, you know, right now, Cordelia, when people say, do you think we'll ever get back to normal? I say, no, I hope not. Because what was passing for normal was not okay. It was this degrading lack of, of care for everything, you know, for everything around us. And um, essentially being self-destructive and acting as if because a certain layer of the population of people, the haves, right, uh, could blindfold themselves and, and, and put blinders on and think that they were okay and everything was okay, but everything was not okay. Mm -hmm. So it's such, um, nature is our teacher. I know you know this. Right? Yeah. And for, for people listening, you know, for you who are listening, the, the voice of nature is speaking the voice of love, the voice of calling us to our hearts um, because when we move into that heart space where we are connected with the larger field of everything that's around us and so when I, I don't mean to be cavalier about the pain and destruction that's happening now in, in, in any way shape or form what I do mean though is 
we normal is not going to make it you know we need to um we need to listen and respond and so i find a, an enormous um gift in the simple act of you know in, in being able to tell people that they can walk outside and with an open heart you will if you be quiet and take your you know things out of your ears and so forth right or, or you're not on your phone you will be able to hear um the voice of the plants of the trees maybe not all at once <laughs> but um even thinking about it this way like um a, a fellow herbalist and I, I, I had read a lovely post he made about onion grass, right? And I re remarked on it and said, yes, onion grass, so helpful for this, that, the other thing. But what I added to my post was, and don't just take it, right? Remember to ask permission mm -hmm. to receive it with gratitude. This plant is giving you its body for your body, right? It's life for your life. Um, and so this is the part of connecting with nature. Like, like the other thing is that there is every answer we need is already here. And by looking outside of nature, we're missing it. It is through the, you know, in science, it's called biomimicry, right? That aspect of science that says, let's look at how nature so brilliantly works to support living ecosystems and let's mimic that with our technology that's the kind of example of the ways we need to go and then on the everyday basis for all of us it is seeing the the sunshine in a dandelion flower yeah it's it changes your perspective of life and when you change your perspective of life your life changes you know i agree yeah that is a really beautiful reflection of exactly what's happening right now. Like on so many levels, I, I see when, when you're talking about, you know, love and not making light, I, I think that the stillness, right? We're actually being forced to stillness so that we can finally see the forest and the trees, right? <laughs> You know, see the individual blades of grass and we can smell them because <laughs> we don't have to use pollution right now. <laughs> right. It's, it's, so the thing that what you're saying and, and what I'm also saying is that this is, this is there are blessings in um, the disaster as there are blessings in all disasters and, and talk to anyone who has been through um, and come out the other side of major illness. And they will nine times out of 10, if not more, tell you vital things that they received from this for their lives moving forward that they apparently wouldn't get any other way. So none of us is going to ask to get you know, a raging virus moving through the world or um, a life-threatening illness. It's not the level on which we create reality. Um, but we have the option of how to respond to what's happening. And, and one thing I read that I loved um, that I want to develop more as well is that we're either, this is either a hole we're going to fall into or it's a portal that we need to cross through and I think that any of us who can see this need to really 
do whatever is ours to do, whether it's simply with our children or it's our neighbors or it's our audience or what have you, to help people see that this is a portal to cross through to shift how we do things and where we, we practice self-care. You know, like think about how typically everybody's running from one thing to another to another. Now they're saying like, oh, wait, I don't have to run anywhere. What should I do? Yeah, I, I would really like to um, like focus most of our conversation. Let's really dive deeper more into what um, can we do for self-care? Because I feel like when we're busy all the time, we're always told to do self-care. And then we have this ideal of what that is and what that looks like. And right it's supposed to be a spa day, but oops, wait a minute, we can't touch each other. So let's really, in this conversation, thank you for bringing that up. I think in the core, let's really look at what self-care truly is. So we'll be yeah. right back with that. Thank you. Thank you. So we're back. So Robin, just help us out. What is a true spa day? Well, it's so funny you say this because I was, um, I think it was last week, I was home and I just decided, you know, uh, my hands are dry from all the hand washing, my skin is dry, I'm going to do a facial. And so I did a really simple facial. So like if you had no herbs at home, you, I did like kind of the, all the steps of it um, and it felt so good. I did um, a steam, right? And I had roses, dried roses. So I put some dried roses in there and then I did a scrub and I love, this is my favorite scrub and it's so easy to just grind up rolled oats. Just grind up rolled oats wow. to whatever texture you like, you know, either very fine if your skin is really sensitive or maybe like a little bit of, uh, of, abrasiveness available and if you're really a smell person you want to put a tiny bit of lavender in go for it not oil the, the actual flowers but plain oats is so great for your skin and then you can do a mask i want to focus this on things people will have at home already um just honey pull your hair back make your face dry and put honey everywhere. And honey is one of the few substances you can even put under your eyes. It will help with that. It's not for that soft tissue. And then when that dries, rinse that off with warm water. And a lot of people might have say witch hazel from the drugstore. Use that as your tonic, unless you have some special thing at home already that you love to use. But witch hazel is fantastic. It tightens capillaries, tones skin. 
and then massage in your favorite um, moisturizing cream, right? Facial cream. And, you know, I just kind of had these moments while doing this of feeling the irony of don't touch your face, don't touch your face. And here I am like giving myself the most healing by touching my face. Um, and that's simple. And, you know, and then of course, when you look like when your skin is glowing, right, you feel a little more uplifted. So it, it, it just was a wonderful, simple thing um, that anybody can do. Wow. And yeah, I do. I have rolled oats and I don't have dry rose, but I do have rose water. Could I use that? I would use the rose water instead where I use the witch hazel. Uh, okay. Right. right. So you do the steam, then the scrub, and even, uh, even a hot water steam, you know, will totally work. The key is, everybody, the key is that you, when you put the towel over your head, tighten it at your neck. Okay. Right. So that you get a real full on uh, steam bath. And then if you put the towel over your pot, you can actually put your arms around it and just really rest into it and make yourself comfortable. Um, it's very funny. That took me like a million hours to figure out how to put that into words, describing it in the gift of healing herbs, how to describe how to do a steam so that it's a, and, and the other thing of course, is that that steam is going to help open the sinuses, help your respiratory system. Um, you know, if somebody wants to do that steam because they're feeling concerned about their breathing, okay. um, they might have time, dried time in their pantry. Oh, okay. Put a small handful of dried thyme. It's a brilliant remedy uh, for the bronchia and the lungs. And added bonus, thyme is super um, calming. Okay. Super calming. I, I, I use it sometimes when someone literally is hysterical. It's really, it, sometimes that person is me. Um, <laughs> not too often. I, I meditate regularly, highly recommend it. Um, but yeah, time is, is really fantastic. So that's just an, and that would be fine for your skin, but it's exceptionally good for your lungs and your bronchia and, um, it's antiseptic as well. So it's anti-infective is what that means. And, and the calming is not just emotional. It also calms tightness in the chest. So whether that's bronchial spasms from bronchitis or, uh, asthma, Right. That's a regular thing that people can do that can be really helpful. I like that, you know, and I like the point that a lot of times when we're told to do steams, we're, um, it's recommended to use eucalyptus, right? Um, and then the other thing for calming, we're always recommended to do lavender. So tell us the difference between eucalyptus and thyme and lavender and thyme. Okay. Well, the first thing I want to say is that when you have a choice, use the herbs, not the essential oils. Okay. Okay. The essential oils are actually drying to the mucous membranes, and that doesn't really help your overall respiratory health, especially over time. Not T-H-Y-M-E. Now I'm talking about over time. Right? <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> so um, eucalyptus is cooling. Time is more neutral. So it will work if you need to be cooled or warmed, which is just a kind of a great extra gift about that the time offers. And eucalyptus is, um, it's not, you know, now 
we may have people listening to us anywhere in the world. So of course there might be places like maybe someone's listening in Los Angeles where eucalyptus is a, a street tree, right? Mm -hmm. It's a wild weed or Australia or what have you. Um, where I am, eucalyptus is not native, right? Where thyme is growing in all the gardens and escapes the gardens. So it's generally less expensive, generally more easily available. Um, but again, thyme is, uh, eucalyptus will be more for um, cooling down hot inflammation in the lungs. And thyme has a more multi-level gifts, I think, for us. Mm -hmm. Lavender, as far as I'm concerned, you can almost never go wrong. Uh, <laughs> okay. Lavender flowers, um, they're beautifying, they're calming, they help sleep, they help the skin. So, you know, it's not like there's only one right thing you can use. I was just sharing, you know, a couple of options. Uh, people who know their wild plants are at a great advantage right now. Or at any time. So that's one thing I encourage is everybody learn some of your neighborhood green allies um, because you can eat them, you can make medicine with them, but also like in this conversation, we could take some of the nettles that are coming up out of the ground in spring, dry them, and use that in a steam, which is going to help all the circulation in the skin and that's going to go deep down into the lungs for um you know for lung healing so you know so what that's I just another tip but i'd like to oh go ahead no i was just remarking at i asked you like what is true self-care and we're like totally talking about plants right we don't, like most human beings, we don't default to that. We always think we have to go somewhere for someone to do something to us or for us. Right, right, right. That's what I'm loving. <laughs> uh, thank you. Yes, it's, it's been so long, you know, since I was originally an herbal student, and that's just in this life. Um, but, you know, that I don't even reckon anymore how unusual that is. So, you know, let's say, let's even go back a second and say self-care starts with caring about yourself, right? Because so often self-care becomes for people one more way to beat themselves up that they're not doing it, you know, going back to what you said, right? Not doing it right or not doing it long enough or often enough or perfectly enough. And, and we harm ourselves in this way. Um, so the first thing is, is to do it because we actually care about ourselves, not because we should do that and then you know even a a, a a busy mom right like yourself um often i'll hear i don't have time for that you know i have my kids so and then i'm like what are you modeling because children learn what they see not what not what you say right right that's oh boy do i know that <laughs> yeah they'll reflect but so let's think about almost as if even though the world is our elder the plants evolutionarily have been alive much longer than human beings. But let's even imagine for a moment that they are our children, that they are all of our children, and they are believing what, we're, what we do, not what we say. And they're really calling us to stand up for them because the earth will be fine. You know, no matter what degrees of heartbreaking harm we inflict upon our beloved forests and rivers and oceans and birds and animals, and we could just sit here and cry for the next 
you know, hour together and not say anything and everybody'd get it. But no matter all these things, the earth will be fine. She will, she has survived and she will survive. The people in question are the peoples of earth, the four-leggeds, the two-leggeds, the wingeds, all the peoples of earth. And so as we move into this quiet, enforced stillness, we have to band together to decide what we're going to do of, about this and for life. That's what will make it a portal. And you see it, you see acts of beauty going on that we're seeing through the net everywhere. In addition to the not unexpected acts of fear and panic and, you know, uh, blaming and, and all of that. Um, so we have to choose. We get to choose. We don't have to anything, but we get to choose. Um, and sometimes self-care, at least for me, but I know it's more than just me, is, is walk outside. Take a breath of air. And as you said, the, the air that you're breathing is cleaner right now because the cars aren't whizzing by it at nearly the pace of normal, right? Yeah, normal. <laughs> normal. I love um, that. Yeah, I like to um, burn herbs oh. as well. And I will mention that the deeper you forge your connection with the earth, the more, um, the more guidance you can really receive. And so feeling at a loss, I went to stand with a very old oak tree that lives near here. And I just put my back to the tree and I breathe. And this is what I recommend to you, anyone, is just share your breath with the plant or tree. Trees are easier. They're more kind of look like us and they seem like us, except they have roots and we don't. So they never question if they're in the right place as we do. Um, <laughs> but they like our freedom, right? So um, the point is anybody can kind of just go and exhale and consciously give your breath to a tree that you love and inhale and know that you're receiving your breath from that tree. And this is not only a spiritual exercise in connecting that really helps strengthen your core and your heart, but it also is based in uh, reality in, in, in physical reality, because literally the, the trees inhaling what you exhale and you are inhaling because that tree is, um, exhaling oxygen. So I'm not talking about, and I know you're not either anything that, that is spiritual, that isn't embodied in nature as well. Right. Because that's my mirror of truth. If I have a spiritual concept, I look to see how is this played out in nature? And if it isn't, then I'm going to very seriously question whether this is a truth or not. So back to my oak tree. So I went and I put my back to the oak tree and I asked for any message that I could hear. And I do believe that anybody who was with that tree would get their own message, not that there was one message. What I heard was two things, and it took a while because my mind was a swirl, right? The first thing I heard was, this is a test. This is a test. And that could feel really scary, except for that I have learned 
that life does not give us tests that we can't pass, right? We may have tests in school that we don't pass, but the big test, the life test, we're never given a test we cannot pass. We're given a test because we can. And it's asking us to rise to the challenge. So that was the first thing I heard. And, you know, um, I'll, I'll just stop there on that thought. There's a lot more we could say about this concept. But the second thing was very practical. And it said, smudge more. Smudge more. Wow. For anyone who doesn't know, smudging is when you take dried herbs and you put them in some form of fireproof container. This is a beautiful abalone shell. And I put some white sage into it, but we can really burn any number of plants for, um, for clearing space, for clearing energy, for clearing vibration. So I'm lighting a little bit of white sage you can um, you can put the sage like through your chakras, your energy centers. You can waft the smoke all around your body. You can go to the corners of your room or just every you know circle all around your house or your apartment or your bedroom if you're having trouble sleeping. The the physical effects are notable they're noticeable it's a, the thing and and we've discussed this cordelia that i love and you love about plant medicine is that you don't sort of think is it working or not you can feel the yeah. difference it's like when you've done the facial your skin feels and looks different so i highly recommend as this beautiful 200 year old oak tree recommended to me to burn some herbs for clearing um, do you have a favorite uh, that you use? Um, herbs, I actually, <clears throat> I haven't in a while. That's why when you said that, I was like, wow. And this is like, I'm trying to remember the last time I did oh. like, in my house. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's really been years. I don't think like my youngest has ever experienced that. That's how long it's been. She's going to be six. Kids love smudge. I remember a student of mine giving a talk in a city high school and there were like 250 really um, excited uh, elementary school kids and they were making a super racket and she lit one sage leaf, yeah, just one, and just held it at the, uh, from the stage. And of course, part of it was probably like, you know, what's she doing? Right. But the smoke, the yeah. scent, I mean, they just, like she said, she watched the ripple of quiet move through the room. So, so the herb spring can bring peace. Um, in Healing Magic, the book you, first book I wrote, mm -hmm. uh, I, I have a chapter on different properties of different herbs, you know, what burning rosemary will help with, what burning lavender will help with. But, you know, you can always play, too, and, and as long as it's dry, you can light it and see what um, you know, what feelings open up for you? I know for me, what I've done in the past, and like I said, again, I, gosh, I can't believe it. I haven't done it in years, <clears throat> but I had, um, you know, the frankincense and myrrh, um, stones mm -hmm. with, um, the charcoal. Oh, yeah. yeah charcoal. So I used to burn that like every morning. Ah, uh, mm -hmm. and, um, 
I guess it just ran out and I just never replaced it. And, um, and as you're mentioning this, I really do miss it. You know, it got to the point where my oldest, um, who would have been a teenager back then, um, yeah, she would, she would just go ahead and set it up. And then they would do their studies, you know, because I homeschool and she was always like, mom, this just helps me to like, you know, you uh, know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's clears, it clears the mind. It helps us become present. And, you know, you mentioned like frankincense and myrrh and those little stones are tree resin, right? Hardened, dried tree resins. So we can also do that with our pines. We can gather right. pine pines. resin. Yeah. And the thing about this is they're also antiseptic. Right. So we are actually bringing respiratory medicine into the atmosphere uh, when we do this. So I know people think smoke, but smoke is a very old form of medicine. And it's one of the first things I turn to in an acute asthma attack. Wow. Okay. Yeah, is holding smoke. Um, my favorite herb to use for that is mullein, M-U-L-L-E-I-N, right. mullein leaf, which is, by the way, is one that I am certainly suggesting to people to make um, full, strong infusions of now. Yeah. Um, because it's moistening and soothing and antibacterial and antiseptic for the lungs and bronchia. But yeah, in an asthma attack, right? So in other words, chronic, if we're treating or, well, herbalists don't treat people, we, we help clients. Um, if we're helping someone with asthma, Right, they might, for example, drink mullein infusion regularly. Tincture works as well. It's just my preference is the is the yeah. water-based medicine. Oh, for anybody who doesn't know, I'm sorry. These terms, right? Tincture is an alcohol-based preparation that comes in those little dropper bottles, and that's good for travel. And it's good for some herbs only really work well in alcohol. But in my first choice, I would use mullein dried mullein leaves in um, boiling water. And uh, so what I was saying was, so if you're taking care of helping yourself through a, a, a long-term condition, a chronic thing, then you're going to be drinking um, the herb regularly. And I've, I've literally seen people work off lifetimes of inhalers with wow. plant medicine. Um, so when I mentioned the smoke, and I said that was for an acute situation. So someone is beginning to have trouble breathing. A girl once came into my house for a class and I have cats. And so she is super allergic to cats and she began to um, tighten up. And she was a person who had uh, bad enough asthma that she always carried an EpiPen with her or bad enough allergies that she always had her EpiPen uh, with her. Um, but I greeted her, I put mullein, I lit it and I held it under her nose and the students actually gasped, like, are you trying to kill her? She can't breathe and you're holding smoke to her nose. <laughs> right. But she got her, her breath back. Yeah. She did not leave the class. She didn't go to the house. She sat there. She said, I have never been able to sit in a room with cats like for the last 20 years. Wow. So it was quite remarkable. And so that's an adjunct treatment. That's not the primary. It's, I just want people to understand. And there's something else I wanted to tell you about that story. Let's see if I, it's, it's right playing at the edge of my mind. Um, we'll let it go. I, I, don't, I don't know what it was. So 
I want to just dive in because you did bring up the um, the thing about definitions. I, you know, I get lost when we talk. So let's just take a minute and um, and talk about the different definitions, right? So um, what is an infusion versus just drinking dry leaf uh, tea, right? So if I were to take um, like some tea leaves and just drink a cup of tea that I deep for like 10 minutes, what's the difference between that and an infusion? And how is one, how, how does one work in the body versus the other? Okay. Well, the simplest way uh, that I have to say the difference is that the, the 10 minute tea, let's, let's pick a tea. Let's say, again, I'm going to do things that are in people's pantry already just because I want to. So let's say we talked about basil. Okay, I love basil and it doesn't have to be Tulsi. Tulsi's awesome. I grow it in my garden, right? But I also grow Genovese basil and lime basil and lemon basil because all the basils have amazing gifts for us. So if I take dried basil and I make a 10 minute tea, I'm going to get some of the medicinal antioxidant properties out of it, some of the um, it's, it's sort of a broad spectrum antimicrobial, which means that it's a plant that's appropriate in fungal infections, bacterial infections, viral infections, such as a cold or a flu. Um, but if I take that basil and I use more of it and I steep it for longer, I'm making a more medicinal strength infusion. The, the thing is always just do the best you can with what you have. Okay, but, um, or in the case of something like, like for the last couple of days, I've been drinking a good amount of red clover. And um, I have a little video, I have um, videos of working with one plant at a time on my YouTube channel under my name. So people can also look there, but um, I just put a little video up of making red clover infusion. It's 30 seconds long. And I show that, so here's, here's why I'm drinking it is because red clover blossoms, which a lot of people like picked the petals as kids and, and just put them in their mouths until your mother came out and told you to stop that, um, unless you knew better. Um, the red clover, if we want to get medicine from it fresh, the best way to do that is to eat it like in salads or, or in anything you want. Um, but when we dry it, if I put a teaspoon in a cup, I'm going to get some calming effects. I'm going to get a little soothing for my chest if I have a dry cough. But if I make it the way that a full strength infusion would be made, which is approximately two cups of dried herb into that quart, and then we pour boiling water over the quart, over the herbs, sorry, in the, and fill the quart jar up to the tippy top, and then cap it. Then I let it sit for overnight, so approximately eight hours. Then I pour that off, and let me put my tea down because I need my hands to show you. I squeeze out the herbs after I've poured it off through a strainer, squeeze out the herbs, and then you can reheat that um, infusion and put it in a thermos to drink throughout the day or put it in the fridge because it's high in protein and it will spoil if you just leave it out. So the difference is in drinking that full strength infusion rather than a cup of tea, I am getting protective medicine against cancer. I am getting full um, 
help for stabilizing the mind through the the nourishment of um, the central nervous system in a way that nourishes, it's been shown to nourish the neurotransmitters in the brain, the dopamine and the serotonin and the things that um, keep us happier, right? We also can increase uh, serotonin by putting our hands without gloves into the soil. Wow, that's so easy. I know, and <laughs> oh, it's so well-priced, right? You I know. Right? <laughs> So, but, but, the, but the difference with infusion is that it will really shift your health more, especially used over time. So red clover is a wonderful lymph supportive herb and we wanna keep that lymph fluid like flowing right throughout our bodies because that's the part of the immune system that creates the um, anti-infective kind of cells that that work we're naturally oriented to fend off pathogens i mean this is another thing with the panic of today yeah is we are naturally designed to fend off pathogens and what we need to do is support that right and we we know that there's certain things about this particular flu that are proving really tricky and devastating um, to a small percentage of the people who get it and that is a deep concern, and it's shown us the, the complete inadequacy of our healthcare system and the inequality of it and, and all of that. And the reality is, is that for the vast majority of people, this is a flu. Yeah. And we have innate, you know, um, uh, protective mechanisms throughout our system. So uh, to, to fend off and heal from the flu. So back to the red clover infusion for a moment. The other thing is, is red clover naturally balances acid and alkaline levels in the body. And we're supposed to be more acid on the outside, more alkaline on the inside, right? And so again, I'm not gonna get all that from a tea bag of red clover. It's still, if that's the best I can get, you better believe I'm gonna drink that. Right. But if I have the option, I can go out in the lawn and pick and dry it, or I can go to the herb shop, or maybe right now we can't do that, but we can order online. You know, herbs are sort of the unsung hero right now because some of the herb um, suppliers have had to yeah. close themselves to orders. People are really turning to herbs, and there's not yet a lot of public reporting of how much herbs have helped in China um, where they are using herbs in conjunction of conventional medicine. We're not hearing a lot about that, but we will. We will. This is going to come out. But among herbalists, we're having a lot of a lot of intense conversations about what you know what to do. So red clover full strength infusion, red clover tea is a lovely beverage that will afford you a little bit of calming, a little bit of nourishment. I mean you're certainly going to get the minerals out of it, the calcium, but you'll get much more out of the infusion. Yeah, thank you for going into great detail with that because that's super important. Um, and I love the way you really explained like the the benefits and, and the different conditions that we are really allowing our body to correct uh, with the full-blown infusion. I also want to just put in a disclaimer here because sadly, 
around the world, people are using pesticides in their own yards. So you can pick these herbs <laughs> in your yard as long as you're not spraying regularly, okay? So like in the past season, if you've um, put Roundup or some kind of pesticide on your grass, do not pick your red clovers, don't, if they grow. However, <laughs> However, stop doing that. Yes, and then stop there's poisoning. that. Just stop, don't poisoning. Do stop poisoning your medicine. <laughs> and that's really not a disclaimer, what you said. That's a vitally important educational um, statement, right? So, you know, when people ask me about the parks, I say also go to the parks department, tell them you do not want this. Public opinion still does matter, especially at local levels. Right, we may not see be seeing too much of an effect at, at the higher levels or higher. It doesn't seem like the right word right now, but you know what I but mean. Broader levels. Thank you. Yes, yes. But at the local level, it definitely makes a difference. So yes, what Cordelia said is very important. And you know, don't steal them from your neighbors either. Oh um, yeah. <laughs> but ask them. They're often so happy to have you um, take out their weeds. Um, right. And the other thing about red clover which I'll say, and then we can apply this in the broader uh, sense too, is red clover is a superb nervous system nourisher. Mm -hmm. And anything and everything we can do to strengthen our nervous systems right now is as important as helping immunity and respiratory, as important because when your nervous system is um, frenzied, um, feeling weak, feeling, and, and everybody right now, maybe hopefully not in the time that people are watching this, but in the time that we're speaking to each other, people are on overload in a big way. It's so important to come back to center, walking outside, feeling your, your feet on the earth or putting your hands in soil or drinking a cup of red clover or giving yourself a facial or a foot bath um simple things to calm your nervous system because we need to be resilient in this time right it's so easy to you know to, to crash yeah um, and and i don't think that we need to be out all the time i think we need to be like the moon you know waxing and waning and have our times to really regroup or scream or cry or be mad you know whatever all of these natural uh responses so that we don't repress anything but that we can know what we want to return home to right to roots and centered because that helps us know what do we want to do what do we want to do for our children what do we want to do for our whales what do we want to do for our trees um our neighbors what do we want to do for our neighbors right how do we help one another um, this is the this is the the spiritual portal we're at, you know. It, the irony of isolating, mm. when isolating is so much a piece of what's gone wrong, is is so um, glaring to me. I'm not saying that people shouldn't do it, but I'm saying there's so much metaphor and symbolism here. Like I, I'm really looking forward to writing a a, a piece that's coming through me um, and, and posting it because it just, everything about now is, it's like this myth. We're living a myth. Wow. 
You know, we, we can't just be for ourselves or our nuclear family. And, and does this virus not show us that how connected we all are? Like it's showing us in the, in the, in the difficult way. Yeah. But we need to accept taking on the mantle of, of living that in a, in a positive way. And, and we'll all be happier. Yes. <clears throat> we'll be happier. Like people are not, you know, not generally speaking, not too happy before this, you know, crisis. Right. There's, there's <clears throat> levels, you know, there's the not happy when you have everything, but you're still not happy. And then there's the not happy because you don't know how to feed your children. Right. I mean, hello, time to wake up and we can do it. We can definitely do it, but none of us can do it without all of us, or at least a lot of us. Yeah. Yeah. That's so powerful that you said, I mean, just really leaning into this and, and I think, kind of to just add a little bit to what you're saying <clears throat> when you're saying that a lot of us are not happy on a regular basis I think it's because um, we're coming face to face with what the concept of gratitude really means right mm -hmm. whereas before like we're like we're told to keep gratitude journals we're told to be grateful right like there's some outside force that is entitled to our gratitude but now it's just like an inward stillness acceptance and like embodying of what gratitude is may it be so may it be so and may that spread yes seriously spread yeah yeah we can always say thank you right there's always something we can say thank you yeah and I love also, you know, going back to the story with your herbalist friend about the onion grass. So simple, right? Like we don't think about that, right? We're, we're told, we're again told, you know, say your prayers when you're going to eat. But like, what about when you're harvesting out of your garden? What about when you're going to the grocery store? Like, especially I'm sure people these days, because some of the grocery stores, they having problem getting stock, right? Yeah. Like, when you can find some, you know, uh, green onions at the store, thank you. <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Thank yeah. you. And, you know, I had uh, written that uh, a little poem for, for spring that I shared with you and those who were at the Equinox ritual. But one of the verses of it was, you know, please imagine you have magic power, no more nor less than any spring flower. Mm. to to rise up to hold root to blossom and bear fruit choose which seeds you wish to sow which you will nourish and which you'll let go mm. and again there's nature the metaphor for us right the flowers have enormous energy they use to break through the earth it's not just like la di da right? It takes power and, and real force to both grow down for the roots and grow up. So that's what's being asked of us as I see it, is we're being asked to gather more energy to root down and rise up. And, and what do we stand for? What do we love enough to take care of better? 
and you know we must learn to say no you know it's so again the metaphors right now i see like we're all being told to stay in our houses and i and i'm not saying everyone should jump up and do this i'm saying metaphorically though i see it as a time where we need to be all out saying no this is not the time to dismantle environmental regulations no this isn't the time to weaken air quality um controls and and you know support greed over life and so on and so forth so we're all being told to stay in but i feel like uh, even energetically or through the web or whatever we need a massive outcry mm. you know of what we're for right this is the thing is is we can't build a new way of living by knowing what we're against only we totally need to have these conversations and create in our imaginations what we're building right because that's where that's where then physical manifestation comes from it emanates from originally from the imagination and i share that with any time i have a chance to be with young people who are involved in building movements because i'm so excited about them and they can forget that piece yeah. the what are we what are we imagining the best that could happen not just the worst mm. okay i'm gonna leave it right there and i'm at the next section i want you to sum everything up for us and and give us a good word to go into our day okay all right i'll do right back <laughs> Thank you, thank you, thank you so much, Robin, for being here with us today. I, we talked about so many things, and I just, if you could share with us the major takeaway or takeaways that we should have had from this conversation. Okay. Um, one would be centering yourself is always a good idea, and make the time to do that because sometimes three minutes can make a world of difference in the other 23 hours and 57 minutes of your day. Secondly, do take comfort in the fact that your body is brilliantly designed to heal and be inspired to learn about what plants um, and herbs have to offer your body in terms of nourishing um, and nurturing all of these brilliant systems that are so well designed to help you heal. And finally, so six things, of course, went through my mind when I said finally, so I'll try to pick one. Nature in and of herself is healing. So if nothing else, walk outside, put your feet on the ground, and breathe or breathe with a tree that you are drawn to and it will give you surprising gifts um, within yourself so 
this is a test, but we can pass it if we join together and have compassion for ourselves and each other. And we really open ourselves to all of the natural resources that are desiring to help us awaken. I love the way that sounds, that everything's desiring for us to be connected to it. That's beautiful. And um, everyone, go to robinrosebennett.com, subscribe to her newsletter, because then you'll get like all this juiciness in your inbox on a regular basis. And even better than that, you get to see her lovely, lovely face and her beautiful voice when you subscribe to her YouTube channel. So please do those two things and stay connected. And Robin, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom. You make like creating, um, you know, self-nurturing practices in connection with nature, like breathing. You make it so easy, right? Oh, really? Thank you, Cordelia. Thank you. And so it is. And so it is. And so it is. Thank you for you and all that you offer to us. Thank you. All right. And listeners, if you received benefit in this conversation, sharing is caring. <laughs> so remember that. And good night. Green blessings. episode of the free to be show with me your hostess Cordelia Gaffar so the purpose of the show really is to give you tools and tips to go on that journey of being free to be yourself anything that you enjoyed or you found beneficial make note of it start implementing it see what it actually feels like to do that and reach out to me and let me know how you come along with that. Most importantly, if it works for you, it's gonna work for somebody else. So remember, sharing is caring. Good night.